Hey folks, Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of three thousand two hundred twenty-one dollars off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple: take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. After Buzz TV here for our final、I'm、recap.、Sad. Yes, we are very sad. It's our final recap of the newsroom. We just had our series finale entitled "What Kind of Day Has It Been?" What kind of year has it? What been? kind of year? What kind of <laughs> series has it been? Yeah.、Uh, well, what kind of day has it been? We're sad. Yeah. To to see this series end, but yeah, we we loved the episode. We're gonna dive right into it here. My name is Sarah Mendoza, and sitting next to me, who do I have here? <laughs> I'm Kendra Cavasel, and on the line we have Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Co-host Kelly with a K. I'm so sad. I have to say that this was a really, really fantastic episode. I thought kind of got to go back to the beginning of all this newsroom madness and kind of see what brought this awesome team together and what kind of the character development、mm-hmm. of each and every one of them, which I thought was beautifully done、mm-hmm. in a way that kind of takes you back and takes you through what this whole series has been. And I've already started looking at some of the recaps and some of the popular opinion on social media, and you know, there's there's a divide between it, which I find really interesting, and we can kind of go through it as you know, I can kind of touch on it as we go through. But overall, I thought it was a really great episode. It tied it together. Awesome for me. What about for you guys? Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Kelly.、Um, what I thought was great that they. Incorporated flashbacks, yeah,、um, and also, you know, most of them kind of centered around the relationship with Charlie, who, as we know, you know, the characters are mourning his passing、um, in the episode. So to kind of,、um, you know, centralize it around the relationship with Charlie, and then go back to way back when in the beginning and、mm-hmm. reveal scenes that we actually didn't see before、right. was pretty、uh, that, cool. That was clever. That was yeah, very clever. Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of gives the hint that Charlie was the mastermind behind it all, down to the sorority girl comment. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, at first, I thought it was going to just be re- repeat scenes, you know, just repetitive mm-hmm. things we'd already seen. Right. But it turned out to be the things that were hidden, things that kind of made everything come full circle. And, and, sure. and as you said, Kelly, it wrapped everything up in a bow, you know, just a nice, a nice finale. Yeah, beautifully done, beautifully done. We got to revisit a lot of things and then see the secret happenings that we didn't know about underneath it all. Yeah. Um, but how about that opening scene? As we know, you know, Charlie has uh, gone to heaven <laughs> and um, it opens at the, the funeral and um, everybody's there in the church uh, celebrating, you know, for the memorial there of Charlie and cut to Mackenzie, who's on the phone outside. And she's talking to somebody, and it's not, you know, revealed up front. Uh, but it turns out, bum, 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 it's actually her doctor. And in that, when I was listening to her talk, I knew this was going to be about her being pregnant. What did you did you guys have that feeling? You knew that I didn't. I didn't. I was thinking she was maybe still tying up loose ends with the story with the uh, uh-huh. the source. So I was. That's what I thought when I first heard her talking, and not until mm-hmm. she actually came inside and told Will who she was talking to did I then I put it together right before she kind of gave it away. Right. Yeah. But, no, I I was with you, Kendra. I thought it was going to be about that other story. Yeah. There well, was, we're usually on it, but yeah, I guess Sarah was Sarah on it. Was on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. There was something about just like. Um, I guess the energy that she was bringing during the conversation that made me feel like it was a personal thing rather than professional. And hmm. I even called it right, Kendra. I was like, she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> so, I'm not going that way. Yeah, and I loved when she... So she goes back into the church to sit down next to her husband, sit down next to Will, and she tells him. Whispers in his ear, yeah. Yeah, and how much did you guys love his reaction? <laughs> He was that was cute. Just like the grin creeping across his face, and it stays on his face. And the, you know, the choir or whatever is done singing, and everybody sits down, and he's still standing. And he's still standing, like lost in the moment of it all. And that's when we see him. See, that's when the flashbacks start, right? Yeah. yeah. That's when it flashes back to, and and I like how the flashbacks kind of tie into the present, also in a not so obvious kind of kind of way mm-hmm. I mean when you flash back to to he and, and Charlie kind of having that bigger conversation because of how he was basically tanking the news and being too afraid to actually do the news mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Charlie's frustration kind of going at him but then he talks about his grandkids he talks about that the song um the country song when when Will goes in there asking why he's listening to country and then talks to him about being a dad mm-hmm and it kind of like ties that all in and that's what he's thinking of at that moment. Right. After Mackenzie tells him, he thinks back to Charlie and just, you really, I mean, we knew they had a very intense, close relationship, mm-hmm. but with these flashbacks, it just kind of brings it kind of more to the forefront of just how special these two people were to each other and right. not just in a professional way. Right. I feel like in every flashback, uh, there was a beautifully written piece of dialogue into that where it just kind of wrapped things up. And at the end of that, Charlie says to Will, hey, being a father, it lives up to the hype. Mm -hmm. And then cut back to present day. And I thought that was so cool, Mm -hmm. just how it kind of relates back. So I I agree with you, Kelly. I I really love that. Yeah. And it kind of demonstrated how everything they went through prepared him for that moment. 
in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, hearing that he's right. going to be a father and yeah. remembering that you know, Charlie was basically his own father figure, mm-hmm. healthy father figure sure. when his father was an alcoholic. Uh-huh. So. And I just love how he's so excited about it. They go outside, yeah. and he's being extra careful with Mackenzie, yeah. right? Like, uh, <laughs> is it okay for you to be outdoors? <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, only for the, she she messes with him back. Yeah. Well, only for the first five weeks, right. or whatever, or whatever <laughs> she says, or something. Yeah, her birthday week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that was really really cute. And, um, you know, he's now he's really focused on, you know, his life. And, and we see in the flashback, too, his hesitation about being a father because of his age. And he doesn't feel mm-hmm. like he's going to be around that long. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of the things that he discusses to them when we see him in present day. And, you know, he's, he wants everybody's health tips. You know, before I would have told you, don't come at me with that. But now I want to know. I want to know them all. If you see me doing anything unhealthy, you slap me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like the Give it to me. Give it, it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like how he told Mackenzie that he'll be in charge of morale during pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're kind of like attacking it like it's a, it's a profession, right? Yeah, like it's a science project. Well, and all these hidden comedy moments that are kind of built in to these serious moments. I mean, when he's doing that and he kind of throws out the cigarette and he throws out his whole pack of cigarettes and he's talking to the three girls and the guy and obviously the guy doesn't get it at all but he's just like why all of a sudden do you need to be healthy why why do you need to keep yourself alive all of a sudden now and the girls get it right away and then he freaks out because he let it slip and he's like I think I did this wrong everybody stop stop yeah and but- it's just that kind of like funny play on how the girls got it obviously the guy didn't he's just oblivious to it yeah but I thought that was really cute but why couldn't he have just been inspired by you know just being aware that you know, life is short you know, just I didn't see why they all assumed it was pregnancy but he was yeah well, I just to, being naive <laughs> I thought it well because who knows? he will yeah and he, you know he just the way he had been handling it it was I don't I don't know I, I yeah. would have automatically gone to she's pregnant too <laughs> because of this sudden his sudden I mean he threw the cigarette from his mouth picked it up went through them all the way and it was right. too abrupt I guess but, regardless but I, I thought that plan it was funny yeah well, I mean I, the way it played out it made for a comical type of situation yeah. like that but then I think the guy seemed to figure it out his face looked like he at the end was like no oh, maybe I do know what you guys are talking about and mm-hmm. then I thought he was I don't, I don't know I thought it was just kind of like he was like whatever and over it yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe <laughs> he's yeah. like these drinks are good but in true uh, ACN newsroom fashion, word spreads quickly. Like wildfire. <laughs> everybody just kind of whispered it to everybody. So now everybody knows yeah. that she's prego. Prego. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So pregnancy. That's a big, you know, reveal of the night. Um, you know, on to Maggie and Jim. The first time we see them tonight, they're holding hands. Oh. Right? Yeah. In, the, uh, in the car. And Kendra loved that. that. Nice. It's been three Welcome. long days. Three yeah. together for three whole days. Yeah, but wait a second, and Kelly. They slept together. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, they... It's just been a long time coming, so it was just, yeah. like, finally... Right. It was just nice to see. Three right. seasons. So how nice of Jim to refer or recommend Maggie for her dream job, pretty much in D.C. That's love. Yeah. I think we we all knew that, you know, something good would come out of this for them professionally by the end of the series. And, yeah. you know, she's going to get to interview for her dream position as a field producer. And he... 
gets um, bumped up. Yeah, he's getting bumped up. <laughs> and we'll talk about it more later, but he's getting bumped up because somebody else is getting bumped up. <laughs> yeah, but even before all of that, it was, you know, at the at the funeral where Maggie asked Sloan, should I be upset that he recommended me for this job? And right away she tells her no. Mm-hmm. But I like that she goes and tells Jim, gets them together, and then tries to mediate their conversation. Yeah. And her reasoning is on point because they've kind of messed it up for these last three years. She's like, you guys just seem to not get it. It's not as hard as you think it is. Let's talk it out. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was nice. Right. I wonder if Sloane would have done that in season one. If well, she, I think not. yeah, right. she, <laughs> she she's a, a she's lot. a meddler, but I don't think she's really like a really she was really an emotion more she's, as emotional or relationship oriented as yeah. she is now, or that she's being revealed to be. To be. Yeah, well, she I has just grown don't a think lot. She was invested in them. I yeah. think more. I don't think I I think that her personality is still a bit awkward as far as you know, just kind of the, the different social cues. But I think she's just more invested in them. Mm-hmm. as a group and as her, you know, family mm-hmm. that she feels that yeah. she needs to get involved and yeah. just kind of, you know, cut to the chase, right. which, you know, I find is, it just shows the growth of that team over these last three years yeah. of all of them. And I love the flashbacks of her and Don. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because well, we find out that she kind of had a thing for him from yeah, way back I when. I loved that yeah. we got to see that little... Moment, moment where she was going to go back but then mm-hmm. she witnessed the kiss it was between. weird for us or for me at least to see Maggie with Don again yeah that seems like a whole <laughs> different world <laughs> and so when they were being a little uh touchy there I oh that, that's cringeworthy yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't fit at well you all. know what was interesting for me with that was kind of going back and I remember when we first started doing the after show and the, fir- the very first season we all hated Don remember yeah Yeah. or we were frustrated with him yeah he was such a jerk in the way he treated Maggie and everyone else we just really really hated him Mm -hmm. to go back to that same time and see this other side of him Mm -hmm. and now that we've gotten to know his character and seen kind of the evolution of that I had a very different opinion watching his interaction with Sloan when she came attacking him over uh, an interview that Will had done on the show mm-hmm. and just his comeback to her that was still very, very much Don. But he is smart. He's an ass, but he's smart. He's on point, And he has a very condescending way of making you feel stupid and being right at the same time. Right. Which is exactly what we got to see from him. And I just, I didn't hate him. And it just, mm-hmm. it really does kind of shows how much I've personally as a fan of the show just kind of grown watching these characters and how they have just kind of come to life over these absolutely you know, last few years and just going back in time to that and having a very different opinion of him but watching the same personality which is very interesting for me <laughs> that yeah i agree you know and and to add to that now sloan's you know slick tongued you know witty <laughs> comments that she, in her intelligence is to has a new purpose because that's what don needs i feel to kind of put him in his place keep him right? on his toes yeah <laughs> keep him on his toes kind of like say like call him out on when he's being a jerk yeah uh, because she can level with him yeah in that way they have a good Report like a good, a good dynamic. They yeah. definitely have a good dynamic and a good push and pull, mm-hmm. and I think that was a great. Because I I remember when 
she first kind of admitted that she liked him Mm -hmm. and we were all kind of taken aback by that but I think that they are definitely a really good match yeah yes indeed (laughs) (laughs) yes so now oh did you have something else no I was just saying and that she would ask the uh the housekeeper for advice (laughs) (laughs) she was like oh you want coffee (laughs) she just (laughs) <laughs> it was cute, the little moment that we missed, obviously, in the first yeah. season. She but, was adorable. Yeah, it was cute. Okay, sorry. No, next. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, next, next scene is um, Leona um, pulling Mackenzie into a car with Pruitt. After the... I love that Leona was back, and I actually liked seeing her flashback with Will mm-hmm. when after everything happened at Northwestern and he was off at St. Bart talking to getting drunk talking to the bartender and I love how he said you're not as helpful as your movie counterpart <laughs> <laughs> talking to the bartender who could probably didn't understand as good of English right right he probably should have but we also find out a little tidbit about Leona that she wasn't against Newsnight 2.0. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not as much as as the p- second season made us think she was. Right. A lot of smoke and mirrors because, that kind of yeah. clear, cleared up <laughs> in the in the finale. Mm-hmm. Well, it was more Reese, I guess, was the kind of the fighting point on that because of ratings and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she was a little bit more on Charlie's side. That yeah. we were led to believe in the beginning. Sure. I mean, she had to enter through the numbers, too, mm-hmm. um, which is what mm-hmm. the whole fight was. Um, but, you know, it's nice to see that deep down inside, she's a little bit more on the Charlie Don Quixote <laughs> strategy. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, Charlie couldn't completely go rogue, so we know he had to have a little bit of an okay from him. But just kind of see that she actually took initiative to pick up the phone, call Will, you know, what's going on with you? Are you okay? And then seeing his kind of change of heart there and giving him the go-ahead, I thought, was something interesting that kind of added to the whole storyline for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But, you know, in during that scene, they kind of talk about the PR pro- problem that Pruitt has. Right? Mm-hmm. A pair of- yeah, he has a very bad image problem, which we can tell from first meeting him. Mm-hmm. He's a jerk. Well, yeah. he's just very dry. He's not very personable. He's not good with people. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a jerk, but he's just is very matter of fact. He doesn't kind of know how to handle social situations in a very friendly way. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of having a backlash. I mean, it kind of shows why he's having to hire models for his party. He probably has no real network of friends because he's got that very harsh personality. Right. And and the whole thing is, you know, going along with hiring those women models and all that is he has an air of like sexism to him that the press is picking up on and, and making a story. And that's the concern that Leanna is saying that, hey, we mm-hmm. need to do some damage control here. Mm-hmm. And we find mm-hmm. out that she's got a way to make that happen. Make that happen. <laughs> right. Kind of, kind of worked that out. Now, I thought that was an interesting subject for them to get into just because of a lot of the sexism stuff that Aaron Sorkin has done for this show in general. Right. Maybe he and was kind the of... The way he... Yeah, the way he's been, you know, writing women characters and 
and all of that, which I'm sure people will attack anyway, again, and say that it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that he wrote it was still kind of just to satisfy the masses, not necessarily because he felt like a woman deserved the position. You know, you'll always kind of have that. But I just thought it was an interesting subject to tackle, especially with the company in question being called Quench with a K. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, too, he's he's doing his job and sparking a dialogue whether whatever yeah, whatever he believes so yeah mm-hmm. it's a good thing and he's probably just bringing that up with within the care or you know he might have been but and he might have not but it right. might have been a coincidence <laughs> but it's interesting to think about that he included that in the plot line there right it would have been nice yeah, to the only him. thing that i was i was a little disappointed in that they didn't get to as far as that storyline goes was the fact that she gets a promotion and she's pregnant and I kind of wanted to see his reaction to that mm-hmm. because right. he's going to have to deal with not only her being a woman in a high position, but also the fact that she's pregnant and is going to have to take maternity leave and, you know, all these different different things that women always get a lot of flack for yeah. in the workforce. And so I, I kind of would have liked to have seen that hit touched on a little bit more. But I mean, obviously, we didn't have that much. Sure. Time, I, I can see that. And also what came across my mind was that, oh, shoot, if they if he if Pruitt realized she's pregnant, will he not continue with the offer? Right. Be an uprising. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, it was almost like a, a salute to Cheryl Sandberg and leaning in and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, I mean, women are doing it already. So, I think right. maybe that was his. She will be the president. Ode to that. With child. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it just bring the crib into the office. It's, yeah, they should have a daycare at the at ACN. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's definitely capable. I mean, we do see the uh, the flashback with Charlie going to look for her where she's kind of down and out getting drunk and bowling at 11 a.m. <laughs> on a, what was it on a Monday right so um, that that is the next flashback but, actually that happens um <laughs> with Charlie approaching Mac about the news night position at the bowling alley she's in her sweatpants she's <laughs> drinking in the daytime she's still on Afghanistan time you know fresh from her wound her battle wound that she yeah, had stabbed she, in the abdomen yeah stabbed in the abdomen Goodness. that sounds so like badass hey I was stabbed in the abdomen here Quite, I am bowling she said um, the uh, what was it the pay cuts hurt worse <laughs> hurt more <laughs> I, yeah I love that line too yeah um, but this is when, you know, so we knew that Charlie was the one that brought on Mackenzie to produce Newsnight, but how cool was it to actually finally see that visually in the scene? Because we didn't get that before. Yeah. And that's what I love about these flashbacks is it gives us a little bit, a little bigger peek into, you know, how things unfolded. Right. So he does some convincing and his convincing for, to get Mackenzie on board is that she really harps on the fact that Will, her Achilles heel because they have a social, a social, I mean, a romantic relationship, which Charlie um, couldn't care less about. Yeah, only is is only interested in what Mackenzie has to say, and that's the reason why he feels like she would be the best, um, you know, leader for that group in, at Newsnight. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about that scene? I thought it was great. I thought you know being able to see that because that was kind of one thing that was always missing from that first episode that where we meet her mm-hmm. is to see if she had any hesitation at all, especially considering their past. And it was nice to see that she did. And Charlie was smart. He fitted her with all the right things. He used that relationship to his advantage and made her curious by making her believe that Will did care about her opinion, 
even though he hadn't answered her emails, calls, messages, or anything, not only in months, but in actually in years. He right. you know, really had um, so she's in kind dis- of written her out. So yeah. she, was, you know, she didn't think at all that this was going to work. Right. I mean, her disbelief is, is, is warranted if mm-hmm. you're not getting a response. But, you know, I think that when it, we're reminded that she was there during Will's, um, Don Quixote speech, um, so I think that was a convincer for her. I think she was kind of still on the fence, but when she saw it was still in him yeah. during that debate and, um, the whole why is America the greatest country in the world? I think that's what told her. Yeah, and she got to see that second gear of Will that she was telling Mm -hmm. Jim about. Mm -hmm. Right. That different side to him that he had kind of let lap. Right. Kind of brought this whole theory, you know, everyone into his tailspin when he decided to go back to that. So, I mean, Charlie was right. He was a very smart man, obviously really great at what he did and and knew how to put the right people together. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of, it was nice to see it all play out. Mm-hmm. And see his funeral be more of a celebration of who he was and going back and thinking, everybody going back and thinking of the role that he played in their life. Right. I want to talk about how um, Sloan and Don are going back and forth as to who's responsible for Charlie's passing. Yeah. Who killed Charlie? That's, that's right. such a touchy... Yeah, they're they're going about it in a way that's... I mean, there's obviously guilt there, and that's why they're doing well, it. Yeah, it was because this happened and then that happened. So it was very, it's right. very easy to think that they, they caused yeah. it. But I think it was really beautiful how everything did tie in. And, and Nancy Skinner, uh, the the widow, uh, told Don that, oh, no, you didn't, basically that you didn't kill right. my husband. And, and that. yes, I love that scene. I yeah. love that we got to meet Nancy Skinner. Yeah. Um, his gorgeous, mm-hmm. gorgeous wife. Um and she, she, rev- she kind of lays it out there to them that, or to Don rather, that hey, he loved you guys, yeah, and and, and Charlie was banking on the fact that you gonna, would go against right. him as he's trying to make Pruitt happy. He it's was just, banking on that. So wow, what a what a great moment for Don, right? Yeah. All of his guilt guilt and you know questions and missing charlie and wondering if they were doing the right thing you know mm-hmm. in this thing mm-hmm. that caused potentially caused him to have the heart attack and that it's all his, taken away it was all in his face i don't know yeah. if it was just, it was, that was just a, a brilliant moment right in, in acting and was the just, handing off of the bow tie amazing oh yeah yeah which we were actually commenting i know we're going on 10 tangents but <laughs> we were mm-hmm. commenting what did you think kelly about him giving it to sloan after it was- i thought that was not only romantic but also <laughs> she needed it and she he did. knew that yeah. She was feeling a lot more guilty than I think anyone realized or she wanted anyone to let on, but mm-hmm. he could tell and he knew that she needed it more than he did. Right. And I thought that that was really, really touching and just shows not only, you know, that they're, that they have a deep, you know, friendship. And I thought that that was a beautiful moment. Yeah, it is nice how yeah, they all they that. each kind of broke off into their, <laughs> their couple them yeah. and, but it's all genuine. Well, Loved. Absolutely. And mm. I want to make sure we talk about Neil. Neil is I, back. He's back. back. Yeah, Neil's back. <laughs> I'm sad that Neil didn't make it to the funeral. I know. Yeah. But so he, Neil is back and he gave 
He shut it down. He gave that digital that digital team a talking to like no one else could. You embarrassed that me. Was, and he, he said, you it, embarrassed yeah. me. He did it all straight face. I and with, just loved with, it. With such confidence, which In was... that very sweet Neil way. Yeah. Just very matter of fact, mm-hmm. you took what I built yeah. and turned it into this. No, we're taking this down and rebuilding it. Right. Yeah. Another character, though, that has, has grown, grown so much. From the Big Fit yeah. days yeah. to to making a we name for ACN Digital. <laughs> He's come a long way. Oh, Bigfoot. Yeah, but I'm so glad that we at least got to see him and that he's back and that they made a big deal about it, right? Will announced the moment as soon as he arrived or his plane landed and everybody, um, you know, had their applause. Yes. And he goes straight to work. He goes straight to work. He's been watching from afar. Enough is enough. He shuts it down on his cell phone, showing the guys who's boss. Mm -hmm. And I like that they even touched on... You know, they were making this silly list of the, you know, most overrated movies of all time. And all time apparently goes back to 1999. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All time for millennials, right? Yeah, way to make everybody (laughs) in this room feel old. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that they they called that out. Yeah. Yeah. All time and 14 years are two very different things. But you could see a, a respect that the new, you know, the new hires had for Neil, and they quickly turned around. They were about to get all defensive, but I think they had a respect for Neil. Yes. So. Yeah, it was a very different reaction than what they had with Sloan and Don, right. and mm-hmm. rightfully so. Right. Neil built that division from nothing. Right. Absolutely. And he worked really hard on it, so hopefully they can find a kind of a middle ground mm-hmm. on how to make it better and appeal to, you know, to to both audiences in a very intelligent way. Yeah. And I know we're running out of time here, guys, but the last thing I, I want to just chat about for a second here is when Will sees cute little chubby Ned, and Ned oh. is the grandson of Charlie, and he goes, hey, kid, how are you doing? And he's looking for his brother, and he brings him over to the garage where his brother Bo is playing because Bo's in a band. And they have a really, really touching moment, I think, where they're kind of talking about Charlie and how they miss him. And yeah. since he's already got the guitar out, why don't we play a song? And we, yeah, we hear Jeff Daniels sing uh, with, with with the boy, with Bo. And Jim joined in. Yeah. Coolest band nice ever. Jam session yeah. going back to the same song that he and Charlie had spoken about in the flashback before. Yeah, that was that so was, that sweet. Was, that was nice. I I didn't feel it was a filler moment either. No, I thought that was a really nice kind of touching thing. Charlie's gone, but I'm still here, and kind of putting him into the role of being a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and looking out for his grandson. Yes, because there's a new chapter at bay here for for Will Mm -hmm. of being a father. And he keeps assuming it's going to be a boy, so (laughs) I guess we'll just go with that, right? Yeah, if if it's not a boy, he's got two two boys here to take under his wing now um, to carry on the legacy there. But I thought that performance or that song was a beautiful ode to not only Charlie, but to these characters and how they're so... Uh, they've come so close together and come so far, and what a beautiful song as well. Beautiful wrap up, yep. and I wonder if that's going to be on iTunes. Let's let's get oh, it on. I there. hope so. <laughs> that would be nice if it was. Yeah, I would yeah. download it right away. Yeah. and then before you know, before they head over back to the studio, Will finally makes a speech, which everyone was kind of waiting for. He had been having a tough time with it, but he also announces that Mackenzie will be taking over. 
as president taking over for Charlie, which is you know, which is a really big deal and a really great thing and which we kinda of touched on before. But also just talking to everyone about how he's been hearing from everyone, kind of everyone's skills and on how they felt and then going back to the whole Don Quixote thing and I think his speech was really nice and send up Charlie and his mission in a very nice way. Right. And the flashback where Charlie says, In the old days, Will, we did the news well and you know how? We just did decided it. to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I loved it. Yeah. I always loved that line. Yeah. And I'm glad that they replayed it in the final episode, the final, se- final se- series episode. <gasps> and I liked the end. I liked watching them just all go back to work. Yeah. Yep. Because the news really does did. not stop. That's the but it was almost like a calm feeling in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Every, all yeah. was well. Everybody's. Yeah. Found... Everybody's kind of secured in their role. Everybody's kind of on that, that track where it's not as nuts. They all know where they want to go, what they want to do, and they're stronger for it. And hopefully it'll all come together. Charlie's it watching will. over them. Yep, now he's the, <laughs> the angel of the newsroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, oh. such a great episode. I'm glad that we were in it for the long haul here. I we know. got through the series, and we loved every single moment of it. I'm sad it's going to be gone. I'm sad, too. But hey, we're going to be watching it on HBO Go, <laughs> rerun style. Maybe there will be some deleted scenes. That was my prediction. <laughs> yeah, or maybe a spinoff. Let's or, cross our fingers for that. Yeah, that would be nice <laughs> when the baby comes. Yes. <laughs> Well, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in for our final recap of the newsroom. I am Sarah Mendoza. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. You can find me at Kendra with a K, K E N D R A K A B A S E L E. And you can find me at Kelly with an I E 079. Thanks, everybody. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.